And now, another timely and powerful message from Pastor Emmanuel Williams and Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee. Since the reliability of God's word we said last week, in the minds of most Christians, is weighing in the balance, especially now. Amen? And so, and so we have to ensure that we are rooted and grounded. Well, now, when I say reliability of God's word, I am saying the quality of being dependable and truthful. The quality of being dependable and truthful. I'm saying God's word. When I talk about the reliability of God's word, I'm saying God's word, you can depend on it. God's word is truthful. Amen. We said that last week. I'm just quickly revising. If God said it, I believe it. There is one part we leave out. I do my part and that settles it. <laughs> if God said it, I believe it. I do my part and that settles it. Moving forward. Before it was God said it, I believe it, that settles it. No. Now we have to do our parts. And that settles it. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 9 that we are laborers together. We are God's husbandry. We are God. That's what the Bible says. We are laborers together. Before COVID, it was only God laboring. No, 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 no. Now, <laughs> Woo, I think it's John 1930. The Bible says, Jesus, the Bible says, Jesus told God, uh, yeah, in John 1930, Jesus said it's finished. But in John 17, 4, he told God, I have glorified God the Father. How? I have finished the work he gave me to do. And he bowed on the cross. He said, I have glorified you on where? On the earth. I have finished the work which you gave me to do. And in John chapter 19 verse 30, it says when they gave him, they gave him something. You remembered? Vinegar. He bowed his head and he said, it is finished. It is finished. And he bowed his head. And what he did? He gave up the ghost. Isn't that a blessing? He said it's finished. The salvation package was crystallized. <laughs> it is finished. I came to show men of the Father. I came to rescue men from the devil. Mission accomplished. It's time to go back home. And since the day when that day come for you and I, we ought to be able to say the same thing. I have glorified your name on the earth. <laughs> hey! Paul said it this way. He said, I have fought a good fight. I have, I have run a good race. Henceforth. <laughs> Woo! And that is what we are aiming at, brothers and sisters. You hear me carefully. He's not, it's not in the Bible, but I'm going to give you a quote. Horace Mann says, it is a shame to die without having made some major contribution to humanity. We all came here to make a what? Major contribution to humanity. Are you with me? Every one of you here, every one of us here, we came here with a purpose from God. 
And brothers and sisters, most time, and you hear me very carefully, one of my distant mentors I have adopted, Mr. Brown, he said, it is not what you eat that's eating you. So it's not what you eat that's killing you, it's what's eating you from within. Let me see. He said, it's not what you eat that's destroying you, but what is eating you from within. You see, purpose is eating you from within. Your calling that you are not in the route to accomplish is eating you. Well, <laughs> Ooh, are you getting what I'm saying? And that is why in these days, we have to be sure, fully persuaded, that God's word is what? Final authority. Final authority. If it's not in the word, I don't want to hear it. Yes, I thank you for your opinion, sir. I thank you for your opinion, madam. But I got to move. I, I, I got to move. I got God's word to submit to. Amen. He's got the answer. <laughs> Amen. He's got the answer. I have drawn a line in the... Yes, sir. I'm going to accept no failures. No failures. Can you say no failures? I'm going to accept no failures. Settle for no more compromises. No more. Mm? I'm going to hang in there until the promise manifests. Yes, sir. Now, now, before then, I messed up. Before then, I broke down. During, during my trial period. I broke down. Not anymore. I'm coming through. Look out world. <laughs> Woo. Because I've what? Drawn a line in the sand. So, to help us see how to see God's word is being re reliable. Last week, what we did to help Amen. See that God's word is true and it's reliable. We looked at the scripture verse. I just want to visit rather quickly. And then I need to give you a story which will help crystallize what I'm saying. Amen. The Bible says in Psalms 12, 6. Psalms 12, 6. You were not, some of you were not here last week, but brothers and sisters, this is a verse you need to memorize. Psalms 12, verse 6. It says here, we're still talking about the dependability. The reliability of God's word. It says here, the words of the Lord and brothers and sisters, you hear me very carefully. I'm going to give you a little nugget. Whenever you see the word Lord capitalized here, put comma, Jesus. <laughs> Woo! The word, when you see the words of the Lord, comma, Jesus. Are pure. You said, why are you saying that? Well, Revelation 19 tells us, John said he saw heaven open and he saw one on a horse and his vesture had two sentences, King of Kings and Lord. <laughs> Woo! That's our Jesus! King of Kings and... So to help us understand what's happening here, to help our minds accept what God's word is saying. Put in the Lord Jesus. The Lord told me so a little while ago. And it helps me a lot when I read the Bible. It brings it home. Oh, what a blessing. So we are talking about whom? The Lord Jesus. Now that word here, Lord, is capitalized because it means Yahweh. 
Yahweh. And Yahweh means Lord of, Lord of what? Host. Since you need to know these things. You hear me? You need, when you see Lord capitalized, he's talking about Yahweh. And Yahweh means Lord of hosts, host of the angels, host of the stars, host of the animals. The word host means armies. The Lord of armies. You remember, he called his army into Egypt a couple times. His armies were not only angels. He called in caterpillars. He called grasshoppers. He <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? Oh, bless the Lord of my soul. The Lord of armies. Ah, glory be to God. He has armies you can't see. He has armies you can see. What do you want? You want armies you can see? You got it. You want armies you can see? You got it. He's the Lord of lords and the king of kings. Mighty warrior. Lion of the tribe of Judah. Uh, how many of you just love the Lord? Are you just happy that you're a Christian? Just thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. What a blessing. Mm. But that's enough for me. What a blessing. But that's good news. I feel good about that. Kebo <laughs> Sadaba. God, we thank you. We thank you, Lord God. We thank you. We give you praise. Hallelujah. So the Bible says here that God's word is what? Pure words. <laughs> God's word is what? Pure words. And I said last week, notice there is a call and he's going to explain what he means by pure words. You remember we said that, right? Pure words. How pure is it? It is a silver tried in a furnace of earth. Purified seven times. <laughs> oh, what a blessing. Isn't that a blessing? Just like you would hit on silver to purify it. God is telling you, hit was placed on God's word. Yes, it was. Over the years. And it outlasted every one of it. Every fire that was thrown at God's word, it outlasted it. God's word has outlasted men and women who tried to stump it out. It is still here today. God's word outlasted Hitler. God's word. <laughs> you can go and find their graves. But if you go to the grave where Jesus was, he's no longer there. That's how authentic God's word is. It's alive and well. <laughs> Woo, it's alive and well. David said in Psalms 119.93. We don't have to turn there. He said, I will never forget your precepts. For with them thou hast quickened me. You want to know why most of us are dead? Well... It, you, you, you know nowadays you have to be very careful because nowadays everybody's sensitive <laughs> you, you see what I'm saying so you got to be you got to be careful 
<laughs> he said, I will never forget your precepts, which is the title for God's word. He said, because they have your word have quickened made me alive. David said, I read your word. I devoured your word and it made me alive. He said, I became on fire. It's like fire. Shut up. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> That's the word. Hebrews 4.12 For the word of God is quick. Powerful. <laughs> you got it. You got it. You got it. I'm preaching to the right set of people. <laughs> Can somebody say fire? fire? Shut up in my bones. Yes sir. Yes sir. Yes sir. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My God, I give you praise. Woo. Mm -mm -mm -mm. Oh God, we thank you for your word. Hallelujah. So, God's word is pure. And last week, the word pure we said means God's word is not misrepresented. There is no misrepresentation in God's word. If God tells you if you do A plus B, then you'll get C. If you do A plus B, you're going to get what? C. Now, some of us claim we've done A plus B and then we equal Q. Yes, yes. That's what I'm saying. From now on, we have to make God's word final authority. And what I'm saying, you and I, you and I, we've been riding on a high horse for a long time. We need to dismount that horse and submit to God's word. If God's word say, if you do A, B, you're going to get C. And you do A, B, and you get Q, then you have to say, Lord, I'm wrong. You are right. So now I'm going to align myself to ensure I get C. I'm not still on my high horse saying, well, I don't understand if God said this, if God said that. I'm talking about what I used to do. I used to do that. Since I come from a long way, I still fight with my mindset. Do you know what it is to be in church from five years old and you've been taught a certain way all your life and then God just intervened. And now you got to get rid of everything that you thought was true. I'm telling you what God said to me. God said to me, said to me, get off your high horse. Dismount. I was reading years ago and in John chapter 6, that's why John, in, can you go to John chapter 6 verse 53? Since I'm sorry to be, I'm not jumping all over the place. I have a word, you hear me? But I'm just sharing with you because you, I found out it, it's best to talk about yourself and dead people. So I'm telling you about me. Amen. John 6, 53. This is what God said. I was reading the Bible. John chapter 6, verse 53. I was reading, BJ. I was reading the Bible and I was complaining. Telling God, I've been a Christian so long. See, God, I'm in church every day. I pray two or three hours a day. Talk about the classic Pharisee. That was me. That's my wife. She knew me. We knew each other young. Always in church. Always in church. Praying. We would meet with the ladies 5.30. Come back at noon at night time. And nothing wasn't working for me. And I was reading the Bible. And I started complaining. I reached there and God said to me. When I read this right here. Except you eat the flesh of the son of man. 
and drink his blood, you have no life in you. All of a sudden, that popped out to me. And the Holy Spirit said to me, you got to be cannibalistic with it. And I say, cannibalistic with it? What are you talking about? I stopped complaining because now the teacher showed up. And the teacher is asking me questions. Cannibalistic with it. He said, go read it again. And see who said that? Master Rabboni. Jesus, Mary called him Rabboni. That's master teacher. This is not just anybody talking. This is the master teacher. So if the master teacher shows up, you put down all your weapons. <laughs> He's the master teacher. And he said again, read it. Truly, truly, I say unto you, except you eat the flesh of the son of man and you drink his blood, you have no life in me. And I kept saying, Lord, what do you mean? He said, read further. John 6, 63. The words that I speak to you, they are spirit. He was saying to me, you need to stop complaining and devour the word. You got to be cannibalistic with the word. It, is, it says, it, it is the spirit that quickeneth. The flesh profits nothing. I was in the flesh. Just complaining, telling God, it's me that prays three hours a day. It is me that's always in church. It is me. It is me. It is me. <laughs> uh, and God said, he said, just read further. Because the Bible is the best commentator on itself. Mm -hmm. And he said, here it is. It is what the spirit that quickeneth the flesh which you're in profits nothing the words <laughs> that i speak to you they are what spirit and they are what life i was dead i began memorizing i came alive <laughs> Ooh. no longer i ask god can i get a word no i can i get a word i got a bible full of words I just go in there and point and say, this is my word. It is finished. Now you may need a revelation on the written word. Looking for a word, you got 72 books. 66. You see, Catholic still in me. <laughs> 66. Since... Let me share the story I came quickly because I need to share this story with you. I've been getting a lot of questions on what I'm going to teach with you. Jesus was on his way to Bethany. In Mark, can you go to Mark chapter 11? Let's read that story quickly. And let's read verse 12 to 14. And since, you know, this is a very familiar story in the Bible. But it was not until last night that God showed me a different facet of this story I've never seen. You, keep, you see, I keep looking at the story and I keep reading it. And for the very first time I ask God, why did you walk up to a fig tree in the presence of 12 disciples? And it was not fig time. It was not time for fix to be on the tree. And you still ask. Looking for fig tree. And the poor tree 
is responding. The poetry is talking to Jesus because the Bible says, and Jesus answered and said. Are you getting what I'm saying? The tree is talking back saying, Jesus, you know it's not harvest time. <laughs> the tree, but, but, but this is not the point. I'm just, since it's not in the Bible, I'm just using my imagination. Because the Bible says the tree answered. Let's read. Mark chapter 11. Let's look at verse 12 and to 14. That's my story I came to give and I'll stop right here. Amen. It reads. And on the morrow, Mark chapter 12 verse 11. Verse, sorry, can you go to verse 12? Mark 12. Sorry, Mark. Sorry, I'm so sorry about that. Mark 11, 12. Sorry about that. Mark 11, 12. Yes. And on the morrow, when they, that's Jesus and the 12 disciples, they were in training. They were come from Bethany. And he was what? Jesus was hungry. And seeing a fig tree afar off, having leaves, he came, if happily, probably, he might find anything thereon. And when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves. For the time of figs was what? It is not yet time for the fig tree to bring forth figs. And the fig tree is telling Jesus, give me a break. Listen, listen, listen. And Jesus answered and said, if Jesus answered, somebody must be speaking. And the fig tree is telling Jesus, you know very well it's not fig time. <laughs> You're coming upon me asking for something before time. And there must have been an exchange and Jesus said, this is what the Lord said to me. This particular story was given to Jesus. I'm telling you what the Holy Ghost said to me. It is given so the disciples, you hear me very carefully, so the disciples I want to read exactly as the Holy Ghost gave it to me. So the disciples will not accept things the way they are. I'd never seen that. That's in my book coming up. So if you hear somebody say that, it's in my book. Jesus said to me, he gave them, the Holy Ghost said to me, Jesus did that to teach the disciples not to accept things the way they are. Do not just go along with the norm. Anybody in there have power? Why do you have power? To change things. Are you with me? You got power to change things. Not to accept the norm. Not to go along with everybody. Are you getting what I'm saying? Just, every, just everybody know. You know it's amazing. All of us want to be anomalies. But yet we do the same thing that everybody else is doing. If you want to be an anomaly. You got to do things different. You got to change the norm. my god that's also in my book <laughs> you, you what do you have to do you, you you have to do things differently and so that jesus looked at the victory and the victory saying you know well and jesus said you know i got to teach them something so jesus looked at the victory and what did he say to the victory 
Then you go to verse, no man eat fruit of thee hereafter forever. And notice what happened. The Bible says, and his disciples did what? Heard it. Jesus spoke to the fig tree and nothing happened. <laughs> I think you get where I'm going. Not, I know many of us, we've spoken to many situations and challenges and nothing happened. It seems so. Are you with me? How many of you, you've, you've rebuked, you've spoken, you've shouted, spit them out of your mouth and it seems like nothing. I notice it seems like nothing happened in the natural realm. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? Mother, I said it seems. <laughs> I know many of us here, we've spoken to illness. We've spoken to fear, anxiety. Many of us have spoken and said, Mother, come now. I know many of you have said that like me. <laughs> Have you shouted that money? Money! <laughs> I was 22 years old. And I used, every time I go to prayer, I would shout, Money! Come now. And one day I shouted, Money! And the Holy Ghost whispered, You need seed. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I'll preach that another time. Amen. <laughs> because there's a law. The law of soil, Luke 6:38. Give and it shall be given to you. Good measure. Press down together. It is a law. God is God has God is God has a way. He has a He's a funny God. He has he has jokes. Yeah, he has jokes. <laughs> so Jesus spoke to the disciples and mother, it seems like nothing happened. Nothing happened. Amen. And most times I said, when we, how many of you, 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 you've been all out believing God for a certain outcome after the initial word is sent forth and there seems to be no manifestation. Just, just no evidence of change. Mm? And that is when people get discouraged. That's when you get discouraged. And especially when you, have, when you have people around you. And they think their life's mission is to pull you down. Like a crab. Yeah. Yeah. When you have people around you who are carnal. And they think their life's mission is to do what? Pull you and, and if you look at them, they have a hook every time you try to go there. <laughs> yeah. Stay in the bucket with all of us. Where are you going? The devil gave them a hook. And they go on that hook. Not good on the word, but they go on that hook hook. So but, but like Jesus, there will always be a period of time since where it looks like God didn't do what he promised. 
And I want to teach you that because I know many of us, that's where we are. Amen. This period of time, this period of time after you send forth the word and you're waiting for the manifestation, the Bible calls it the trial of your faith. First Peter, let's go to First Peter chapter 1 verse 7. First Peter chapter 1 verse 7. Man, I gotta, I'm not going to be long. I'm not going to be long because I need, you to, I need us to understand that. I've gotten a lot of questioning on that area. First Peter 1 7 reads that the trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold that perisheth gold perishes you know that though it be tried with fire he's talking about your faith though it be tried with fire because that's how it feels sometimes sometimes you feel like you're under fire You've sent out a request and you've been waiting. It's been days and weeks and months. And oh my goodness, what's going on? He's got a God of love. <laughs> and then you do like me now. You start, you get to begging mode. Since I used to be on my knees, God. <laughs> Aren't you seeing me? Aren't you hearing me? None of you, you've begged like me. I guarantee you that. And nothing fell from the sky. If God didn't do it for me, he will not do it for you. Because if he does it for you, he's a partial God. And the Bible says in Romans chapter 2, 11, God is not a God of partiality. He doesn't practice favoritism. He didn't do it for me, he will not do it for you. Because he has laws. Well, you haven't got to say amen, I'm telling you. That's okay. That's okay. God expects you to submit to the law of faith. There are laws. That is why we need to teach the word of God. So we Christians, we won't injure ourselves. There is a God we all serve and that's the God of emotion. I'm asking you to take him and take her down. The God of emotions. Yeah, I feel like, I don't feel like. Maybe. Feelings are tails, they are not heads. Feelings are like a tail on a dog. Not the head to lead you. Are you getting what I'm saying, saints? Is God's word final authority or is it? It is final authority. So you are led by God's word regardless of what you feel. Well. <laughs> uh, isn't, God, isn't that a wonderful thing? Yes, yeah. So the Bible says here, yeah, your faith is on trial. Amen. Though it be tried with fire, it might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. And what God is saying is, He wants us processed. Because when you are processed, you get something nobody can take from you. When you are processed in the dark, when you show up in the light, whatever you got in the dark cannot be doubted. <laughs> Woo! you walk differently you talk differently you've conquered yourself Lord I give you praise and you're not moved by what you see or what you hear or what you feel because God said it and I have made God's word final authority 
just one more thing I want to tell you today. Not only do I want do I want you to draw a line in the sand. Not only do I want you to make God's word final authority, but today I want you to make God be true and every man a liar. <laughs> Romans chapter three verse four. You let God be true. Every man here means every human being. Let God be true. And every man. The word man here means human beings. Let every human being. Every human being. Let my emotions be a liar. Oh glory be to Jesus. <laughs> let my thoughts that's contrary to God's word be a liar. Are you getting what I'm saying? You say all the habits be a liar. Let God be true. And everything be a liar. Start saying, you're a liar, you're a liar, you're a liar, you're a liar, you're sure a liar. <laughs> That's not in the word, you're a liar. That's not what God promised me, you're a liar. <laughs> Oh God, I give you praise. Oh, I gotta I gotta cut it short and go ahead. Mm. Isn't that a blessing? Glory be to Jesus. Oh God, I give you praise. No, 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 notice what does the text said. The text said, and his disciples heard it. Mm? They heard it. You know, we hear God's word by read by ministers and in gatherings and even by us. And when it seems like no change takes place in the physical realm like the disciples the disciples didn't see anything happen and guess what they began to whisper <laughs> that's why God told us the disciples heard it and they're looking at each other saying oh, oh he lost his power <laughs> nothing is happening John what's going on we saw him lay hands on the sick and they recovered we we saw him and they do not know Jesus saying now is a total different level of teaching. I want to teach you not to accept the norm. <laughs> ah. <laughs> now I'm teaching you to be a leader. But there is a process that has to take place. No longer are you going to live in the abracadabra community. You see, that's where miracles happen. In the name of Jesus, abracadabra, it happens. But Jesus is saying that level of authority is totally different. Miracles, anyhow, let me move on. I just, you know, I, I got to, oh God, I give you praise. I sense are you getting me? So they're saying, we saw him heal lame people. We saw him open blind eyes. My goodness, what's going on? And they're talking. Jesus, no, they're talking. They're, going, they're not telling him anything, but they're talking amongst themselves. And Jesus is just going. <laughs> oh, glory be to Jesus. <laughs> Uh, you see, since in the natural, there was no evidence that which what he said had happened. But the process for the manifestation of the spoken word had begun in the spirit. And that's where many of us are. That's where many of us break down. I'm going to give you a quick story. And I'm, I have so much material, I don't want to rush through it. 
You with me? I, I want you to get that sense. This time we are going through is difficult. This coronavirus period time. And you need to know what God's word says. And stick with it. Stay with it. Regardless of what you see or hear. God's word is final authority. Tell that situation. You're a liar. God is true. You remember John Austin? Joel Austin father? He died. Joel Austin father. John Austin. One day John Austin decided to feed the church. You know they had a banquet. And he just said everybody. You know when you're a pastor you want to outdo everybody. Amen. Not me. Anyhow. <laughs> Look I'm going to heaven. You hear me? And that's enough for me. <laughs> so he said. He said I'm going to feed the entire church. He said I'll donate two cows. Two cows. You know two cows. He was going to buy two cows. Have it prepared and give to the church. And I thank him for sharing that story. And his son shared that story too. Joel shared that story. He, for that matter, his son shared that story. And he said, weeks are passing by. And his father is saying, God, I believe you for these two cows. You've provided in the past. And, and so on and so forth and so on and so forth. And two weeks before the banquet, he broke down. He said, God, it's two weeks. How are we going to get the cows in? Clean the cows. Get the cows prepared. And he called. Borrowed some money and bought the cows that very night he had a dream he saw a big snake with two bumps one bump another bump he jumped up from the dream and he said god what's going on and god said your two cows the devil took they were on the way the serpent interrupted the process that was taking place because his father broke down the law of faith his faith was on trial lord i give you praise it was been processed but he gave up and that very night god was telling him you gave up it was on the way and the devil one cow two cows the devil swallowed up his promise i'm here to tell you tonight did i say tonight <laughs> I'm here to tell you today, those of you who are looking, do not let the devil swallow up your promise because you fail, because your trial, your faith was being tried and you broke down. Are you getting me, saints? I want that story to stay with you because that story stayed with me. And I was so thankful he shared that story with us. That very night he gave up and borrowed money to buy the two cows. God showed him. The cows were on the way. I was processing it. Your faith was being tried. Let me say it again. Your healing is about to be manifest. Don't take yourself down with your mouth. Your healing is about to be manifest. Don't you be discouraged. Don't get broken down. Thank you, Lord. There is one. Look, God just gave me a verse to share with you. I'm going to call it home. And then I'm going to call it home. And we'll continue with uh, this, this story next week. Is that all right? Yeah, but God gave me a verse to share with you. My, my, my. Thank you, Holy Spirit. That came in so beautiful here. Proverbs 24, 10. Proverbs chapter 24, verse 10. Oh, you need to see that verse. Oh, Lord. That verse is like pure gold. It says... Proverbs chapter 24 and verse 10. And that's my life verse. 
it says if you faint in the day of adversity your strength is what who said that god i didn't say that and i'm not criticizing Is the Bible right or the Bible right? It's not me saying, I'm just telling you, as I said, nowadays people are very touchy-feely. So you have to be very careful. But I'm going to tell the truth in love. The Bible says if you break down on the side of the road like an old car, it's because while your faith was being tried, you had no strength. The word faint here means if you lose courage. Faint means if you lose courage, if you break down, if you give way. In times of adversity, adversity means in times of trouble, in times of distress, like we are now during the coronavirus period. Since God is telling you and I, if your faith, if you're fainting, if you're breaking down, if you're falling apart, it's because your strength is smaller. I didn't say that. God says that. It's the word. How do you want me to say it? Well, if you faint, that's what you want me to say? The day of adversity. The adversity also means tight times thrown at you by the enemy. The Bible says here, your strength. Strength means what? Strength means power. It means capacity. It means force. Your force is muy pequeño, very small. <laughs> oh, you may talk a big talk, talk a big talk. But the Bible tells you. <laughs> I am not. <laughs> I will tell you. <laughs> you how God brought that to me 15 years ago. This scripture right here. I was struggling because I was asking God for something. And I broke down. And God said to me, your strength is small. He said to me, and your strength, and he's talking about strength in God. Oh, you're strong in you and you. But your strength to believe God. Because the Bible says when you are weak, that's when I'm strong. He said, you are not strong in me. Your strength in me is small. Your force in me, your power in me is small. Ephesians 6 10 says what? 6 10. Be strong in the Lord and in the power. I was strong in myself. I wasn't weak in myself. I was strong what? In myself. And God sent me here to tell you today, brothers and sisters, not only does he want us to draw a line in the sand, but let God be true. Everything, every man, every human being. And when the Bible says every man a liar, everybody who says anything that's contrary to God's word, Every thought that comes contrary to God's word. Amen. Is what? Let them be a liar. Let them be a liar. You got to draw a line in the sand and say I'm not turning back. It doesn't matter how I look, what I feel, what I see. At times I take the Bible, put on my ears. 
I don't hear anything else, devil, and he'll come at you. Your thoughts will come at you. Especially when you're making, especially when you're, your, your promise is about to be manifested. Lord have mercy. He will come. You'll feel like you want to say something. Next week, I'm going to show you. We're going to continue and show you that there is always a period of time. I'm going to show you how Daniel had that period of time. How uh, Abraham had that period of time. And what we must do during that period of time. Because what has happened is all these years, all, what happened all these years is we've been told what to do, what to do, what to do, and not how to do it. Okay, so I'm on a, so I am on a crusade to teach how to do it. My press to God is very specific before I preach. I want to know how to do it. Amen. Don't accept the norm. Don't accept the norm. You can change the situation. Come on, someone, give the Lord some praise. Hallelujah. Please take time to meditate on the word and let it sink into your heart and soul and mind today. Knowing that the Christian who meditates on the word will be like a tree planted by the water, bringing forth fruit in its season and prospering in all that he does. But what if you aren't a Christian today? What if you don't know if you're bound for heaven as a forgiven child of God? If that's you, then let's take care of it right now if you're ready. Do you believe that Jesus died for your sins? Are you ready to be forgiven of your sins and washed clean and made new? Are you ready to begin your new life in Christ? Then turn to God right now and say, Lord, I love you. I need you. I repent of my sins. Lord, please forgive me and wash me clean. I receive your forgiveness right now as I put my faith in Jesus as my Savior. God, please lead me and teach me and show me how to live from now on. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And if you're looking for a good church family, you'll be welcomed with open arms at Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee, located at 4750 Capital Circle Southeast near Tram Road. Sunday school begins for all ages at 10 a.m. and the morning service begins at 11. And the Wednesday evening service begins at 7. This is a life-giving, multicultural, multi-generational church where people of all races, backgrounds, and walks of life come together to worship, to be inspired in their love for God, to develop relationships, and to be empowered to live out God's purpose for their lives. Find more information on their website, imitatorsofgodministries.com, or call the church, 850-408-8496.